What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another edition of IATs the podcast. I'm your host, A Train, joined by my good friends and co hosts, King and Big Run. What's going on, guys? Oh, a whole lot this week. We got big time SEC football this weekend. Yes, sir. Big games on the horizon. Yeah, Tennessee at Georgia, number one versus number three. Or if you're going by the AP poll, number one versus number two. Then you got Bama and LSU, number six versus surprisingly number 10. But we got into that on a Wednesday show. Um, you also got Texas and Kansas State. We might get into that just a little bit, but that's nothing that. But you know what you're here for. You're here for Tennessee, Georgia, Alabama, LSU. But um, before we get to that real quick, though, I, I do want to ask Big Ron's opinion on the uh, college football playoffs. It's, you know, we dived into it on the Wednesday show, but what were your thoughts? Were you surprised by anything besides LSU's ranking? I mean, I was very surprised that uh, they put LSU in the top 10, the initial rankings. But, like, when you look at the list, I mean, who are you going to put in a, put over them? Yeah. Ole Miss, who they beat. UCLA, who's played nobody. Kansas State, you know, has two losses. Utah has two losses, including a, a loss to Florida, which a team LSU beat. Penn State has two losses. I mean, it's not too many teams. You could, you could, you know, and I won't say couldn't, you could make an argument to put ahead of them, but. Yeah, I don't know. Being the homer that I am, it's like ten by default. I was glad to see it. Yeah, it does seem like ten by default. And as we said Wednesday, it's not that we think LSU at number ten is a bad spot because I think it's reasonable. I just believe the committee is putting themselves in a tough situation at the end of the season. Yeah, if LSU runs the table, you know, but we. Then uh, it'll really like set up stuff, but we can talk about that once we get to this Bama LSU game. But yes. first, we're gonna start with the the biggest game of the week, quite possibly the biggest game of the year, Tennessee versus Georgia. As I said, Tennessee at Georgia, number one versus number three. Um, it's just gonna be a, a, a just a big time football game. Great offenses for both teams. Both teams averaging over five hundred yards per game. Um, what are some of you guys' keys to this game? Well, I'll go first. I believe Georgia, for them to win this game, they're going to have to play some great defense. Specifically, they got to find a way to the quarterback. Yeah, Georgia's pass rush hasn't been elite this year. You know, so... And I'm missing the best pass rusher. With, uh, yeah. One of the best pass rushers off of the team. Right. So this is going to say, I believe if if they can get a little pressure on Hendon Hooker, you know, turning from Heisman Hooker back to Hendon Hooker, I think they got a shot to get a win. And also, they're playing at home. I expect the home crowd to show up, be excited. I don't know if Georgia is doing anything special because Kirby Smart is from that Nick Saban tree where every game is the same, nameless, faceless. But I expect... Georgia to come out fighting. I just, I'm just not sure if it's going to be enough. Uh, yeah. That's the one thing I'm wondering. I'm not sure if it's going to be enough. I know one thing Georgia better do is they better find Jalen Hyatt on every play and covering. Wait, so you're saying that um, there's a team who couldn't find him? Well, uh, I mean, he had a wide open touchdown against LSU. <laughs> he had five wide open touchdowns against Bama, and then he had another one against Kentucky last week. Yeah. 
Yeah, he has 14 touchdowns on the season, right? Right. He only has 45 catches this year and has 14 touchdowns. So that's basically one every three catches is a touchdown. Right. That's how math works. But, uh, but I don't know. I don't understand. Like, he's not overly sized, he's not overly fast, but he just finds himself wide open week after week after week, just catching bomb after bomb after bomb from old Heisman Hooker. Um, so, like I said, they need they need to find him a covering. Definitely. Also, when I was looking at stats for this game, like I was looking at uh, Tennessee's defense, and their their leading tackler is a defensive back, which I found interesting. Yeah, that's usually not a very good sign. Usually not. Um, but I mean, their their defense has been you know good enough so far yeah, this year. Yeah, definitely. Like when you putting up the offense, when you have the offensive output that they're you know putting up, then right. You can kind of afford to have a defense that's not top ten in the country. Yeah, and I, and I totally agree with that. But uh, then, as for Georgia, like I said, they're averaging five hundred yards a game on offense. But how is my question? Yeah, it is kind of weird when you watch them play. Like when you watch them, it doesn't feel like they're 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 that explosive. Like yeah, um, like. Like Stetson Bennett, I mean, he has twenty, almost twenty four hundred yards passing, but he only has nine touchdowns. Yeah, right. And then two of their top three receivers are tight ends. Both elite players, though. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, Darnell well, Washington well, can well, play tackle if he wants to. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, of course, Lad McConkey plays the game the right way. Oh yeah, of course he does. But uh, you know, I, just, I found that interesting. Like I said, they're averaging. So many yards on offense, but I just when I look at them, just I don't know how. <laughs> so, do you think it's just like they're just a because I don't want to say they're a sneaky team because they are Georgia. I mean, they just won the national championship last year. You can't sneak up on anybody. Yeah, but to put up those numbers, well, where is it coming from? Well, one thing that I, I I believe that it's coming from though is the fact that Georgia's defense is fourth in the country. And Georgia is also fourth in the country in time of possession. So, yeah. I guess when you factor that in, I guess that it does make sense because when you have the ball for most of the game, most games, then you're going to just put a lot of yards. So, so then, that's, 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 that's really the way that I can see it because, as you mentioned, the offense, I mean, I'm not saying that they don't have explosive plays. They definitely have explosive plays. But um, they have a lot of explosive plays, actually. But it's one of the things that when you watch them, it's just – it just it, it doesn't feel like Tennessee. Like Tennessee is just fast paced tempo, tempo, tempo. Georgia, and, you know. Yeah, you know, Tennessee. I guess. Like, look, I am a believer that this is obviously Tennessee's best season in a long time. Long, long and, time. And as crazy as may sound, sorry Tennessee fans, I think this is the the gap year. I think y'all gonna have a great year this year. Then I think y'all gonna come back down to earth next year. It's like uh, LSU when they had all the stars aligned. And had no, I don't think this team is. I don't think this team is quite like LSU. Like when LSU in 2019, it it was obvious this team is going to win a title. Yeah, After well, I'm not saying like, like in that regard of the winning title. Oh. In the sense of like, do you think that it's just a case where the stars are aligned up with Tennessee, where everything is just it's like the perfect roster at the perfect time? You know, got yeah, a uh, Heisman Hooker who's like 38 years old playing quarterback. Exactly. Uh, That's going to say yes. <laughs> I think it's more of that because I think this team, 
if I had to predict a um, a final record, I think they're gonna have one or two losses. Mm. You know, I I wouldn't be shocked. They play Bama again in the in the title game. I think Bama's gonna beat them. I think that home crowd helped them out a lot, and also. After seeing George, even I don't think Georgia's defense is as elite as last year's, they're still really good. Yeah, they just yeah. sound. Right. Right. And that's what Tennessee, they, they bank on, especially against Bama, broken plays, missed assignments, blown coverage. That's how they beat Bama. Yeah. And penalties. Penalties is how they beat Bama. Bama repeatedly shot themselves in the foot. Georgia's not going to do that. And like you said, Georgia's holding on to the football for three fourths of the game. Doesn't matter how good your offense is if they don't if they're not on the field. Exactly. You know, and you could be like, well, we scored super fast, but you just sent that tired defense back out in the field. I just I don't like I think this Tennessee team is really good. However, I don't think that team as a whole is great. I think the offense is explosive and super talented, but that defense to me isn't great. Yeah. And, and then, you know, as, as mentioned earlier, the defense it will be without Nolan Smith. Yes, um, that hurts. Yeah, he, he has a torn pack. He's going to be out for the season. He's a guy who has first-round talent, you know. So, yeah, that's, you know, that's that's, that's, that, that's a big deal for them. So Now, is he truly out for the season? Cause... I, I believe that's – well, that's the report. He's out for the season with torn pack. Man, that's uh, I mean, that's big because he because Georgia only has 10 sacks, exactly. On the year. 10 sacks right. he's, he he's got three of them, yeah. And they've also only forced nine turnovers through eight games, yeah. I mean, so still, but like, got, but like you said, that just goes back to Train's point like, this, this defense is sound, they're yeah. stopping people, they're not having to turn you over, they're not having to sack you, they're just stopping you, <laughs> yeah. Right, but I just in this game. I don't. I wonder is that going to be enough? Because Tennessee's offensive line is pretty good. Yeah. You know, I will say this. I thought the way they handled Bama was pretty doggone good. Even though I think in Bama's situation, like I said, you you repeatedly sat yourself in the foot time and time again. I just wonder. Who's going to be the guy on defense to make a couple or guys to make a couple of plays to help this team get that win? For who? Uh, Georgia. For Georgia. Oh, Georgia. They need some guys on defense. Yeah, I, I think I think it's going to be on the defensive backs. You got Keely Ringo, who's a first round projection at cornerback, and then you have <laughs> Chris Smith, a guy who's probably like a seventeenth year senior, I believe. And then well, he's been playing for a long time. Yeah, but also though, in my opinion, the big. X factor there's Malachi starts the true freshman at safety. He's one of the guys who just he just jumps off the screen. Like the first time I watched him, I just said to myself, "This guy is special." You can see it clearly, and he's made some amazing plays this season. Has two interceptions, but I know he got one more that was called back from a penalty. So the guy, you know, at safety, he's a ball hawk back there, and I think that he's the guy. You know, you mentioned Hyatt. You know, if if Hyatt can leak out. And you know, create those big plays and just get get behind the corners. Then Malachi starts back there. It's gonna be up to him to to make those stops. Whether it's just getting a hand on the ball, deflecting, or coming up with a big interception at a big time, because Hyatt will, um, you know, he will 
break loose at one at some point during the game, just based on recent history. Um, yeah, I think he will. I yeah. definitely agree with you. But against this team, as Run mentioned, they don't they don't give up those types of plays. Yeah, so something's yeah. got to give. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely you know yeah. It's gonna be very interesting, interesting matchup. Like I said, with Georgia's ball control offense, you know, versus you know, then you got Tennessee, you know, their up tempo offense. Yeah. Georgia can you know stop them a couple times. Yeah, yeah, it can it's, it can get you know, pretty. It, it, right. Like I, I can see Tennessee falling in the hole because of that. Because you know, as, as you mentioned, like if they get like a three and out or whatever the case may be, you know, like Tennessee can can run six plays in like less than two minutes. Right, and, and if they you know don't score in those plays, and you know Georgia gets the ball control, you know has seven, eight, nine minute drive. Get some touchdowns on the board. Where out the, where that, where down the Tennessee defense because that that Tennessee defense, if there is a weak spot on this team, it's that defense. You and know, the defensive line, it, game. the defensive line doesn't have the depth. They don't rotate that many kids in. Yeah, which to me, especially at this point in the season, if you're only rotating in about seven kids, which I think is a fair number, but that I mean, that other A and M's rotating three times as many as that. I know that's the crazy part. They, <laughs> A and M, you always make it into the segment. Uh, (laughs) They're only rotating in between seven and technically an eighth guy, but that second unit is just there to spell the first group. They're not there to really, you know, get significant reps. That tells me something that you probably don't really trust that second unit. Is that fair to guess? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, Yeah, I would agree. So... Like you said, let's say let's just say Georgia gets the ball to start off first. They go on a Georgia drive, fifteen plays because it's Georgia. Take up eight nine minutes of football. Tennessee three and out, and hell, they run like you said six seven plays in a minute and a half. Punt the football, and it goes right back. That second group's gonna come in, but they're not as good as the first one. <clears throat> You know, Tennessee can overcome a lot, but I don't care who you are. Your your linebackers can be Hall of Famers. If your defensive line is exhausted, hands on knees every play, or worse, hands on hips, staring up to the to the sky, look, it's gonna be a long day at the office. Yeah. And I, I wonder, you know, what can Tennessee do to remedy that? Yeah. So uh, I had a question. What do you guys think about the line of this game? Uh, it's kind of it's been fluctuating between seven and a half and eight and a half. Um, like, what do you guys think about that? About Georgia being that big of a favorite? Yeah, I mean it, that's that's a lot of points. I mean that's obviously over a touchdown, but uh, I mean I I can see it happening. Yeah. As crazy as may sound, part of me. It would not blow my mind if Georgia could beat them by two scores. Yeah, it wouldn't. And expect like it wouldn't. It would not shock me. Because I mean, for as great as Tennessee has been this year, for as much praise as we've given this this year on this show, especially uh, Heisman Hooker, um, we've pretty much all consistently said that we felt Georgia was the best team in the country. Yes, and that's reason for that. So right. So as crazy as this may sound, and I. I'm not making my decision, but if Georgia beat them by, let's say, 
20, not 20, 2014, but as you say, 35, 17, it wouldn't shock me. Yeah, definitely. As they, it just would, I think if they slow down that offense, I don't, how will Tennessee's defense react? You know, when you're used to, oh, big play, you get that excitement, that energy boost, and then you're like three and out again. Yeah. How is the team going to react when it's like the defense is looking at the offense at halftime, like, hey, y'all need to step y'all game up. Right. And which is what Georgia does. They 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 grind you down. So yeah. Yeah. You know I think that Missouri game was good for them because it gave them that scare. It kind of, you know, I felt like Georgia was kind of just resting um resting on Dolores pretty much, just basically just going through the motions for a while. And Missouri came out, you know, and and took it to them. And I think that was good for them, you know. So hopefully that will help them prepare for this game. Granted, you don't have to like you don't you don't need to it's not hard to get motivated for this game, but right. I'm saying like it, you know, the fact that they've been tested and overcame that, I think that's gonna help Georgia out a lot. And oh, yeah. same with Tennessee, you know, um beating Alabama in that in that game, you know, in the fashion that they won that game. So uh both teams have been tested and I think it's gonna lead to a great game this this weekend. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. But uh <laughs> But this isn't the only big matchup in the SEC. Um, you got number six Alabama versus number ten LSU. Um, early in the season, I never thought I would say number ten LSU, but here we are. You know that's where we're at right now. LSU number ten in, in, in the playoff rankings. You know Alabama's outside the top four at number six, but um, this should be an interesting game. I can see this game going a number of ways. I can see Alabama blowing the doors off LSU. I can see LSU. Just giving Alabama fits, you know, especially with with the way Jaden Daniels has been playing the last few weeks. So, what are you guys looking for? Like, what are your keys to the game? I'm actually going to kick this to run first. Uh, what are your <laughs> keys for LSU this game? Well, I mean, I think you hit the the nail on the head. Uh, I mean, it's, obviously, it's going to be uh, Jaden Daniels if he continues to play like he la- has the last couple weeks, and LSU continues to actually get the ball to the receivers. That's gonna be you know that's gonna be our our only chance because I mean if Alabama stacks the box against us and we, we already not running the ball too great um, outside of Jaden Daniels I mean it could be a long night for LSU but uh, you know Bama this this isn't one of you know Bama's teams that's just unbeatable oh yeah definitely you know they're you know obviously they gave up a million yards and, and points to Tennessee which LSU did too. But that A and M game was very telling to me. Like their lines got pushed around a little bit on offense and defense. So, I mean, LSU and LSU has a very talented defensive line. Um, offensive line is just young. But uh, like I said, if Jaden Daniels can continue to play like he has the last few weeks, get the ball to receivers. You know, get you know Alabama's had trouble covering receivers this year. Um, like I said, it can, it's going to be – I'm like you. I can see this game going a number of different ways. LSU is never going to win in a blowout. Bama could definitely beat LSU in a blowout. But uh, I don't know. I think this game is going to be close, and it's going to be one of those weird games. Uh, it's going to be Saturday night in Death Valley. It's gonna, it just has that weird feeling to me. Well, um, I have a few questions, all right? Go Number for it. Number one. Run. Which version of Jaden Daniels you think is gonna appear 
Saturday? Are we going to get the guy who is averaging less than seven yards in attempt? Or are we going to get the guy who was pushing the ball down the field? All right. Well, like I said, it's, it's going to remain to be seen. Um, you know, uh, you know, us and Bama the last few years have had our bye weeks before we play each other. Um, Brian Kelly is eighteen and three uh, coming off a of bye week uh, in his coaching career, so he seems to. Uh, you know, actually be able to get his team prepared for the next week, but he's never come off a bye week and had to play Bama either. This is true. He, you know, but, he's always been a coach. That's, I was going to ask you next about Brian Kelly. You know, he is historically, if you look at his resume at Notre Dame, he did very well in his rivalry games. Most of his rivalry games are, quote-unquote, historical games at Notre Dame. I mean, yeah, everybody's a rival with Notre Dame, apparently. Yeah, but, you know, those games <laughs> against USC, he won those. And a lot right. of times, you know, those weren't necessarily even close. The games against Stanford and Navy obviously aren't Bama. But I guess the point is it, he never allowed those kids to get too high up. You know, they were yeah. always able to come back, play football. The, what I'm looking at is this. The key to LSU this week, I think they have to be able to run the football. Yeah. I think, And they got to get their running backs involved. Because, yeah. you know, Bama against A&M, and just like I said in the first segment, they they commit way too many penalties, and they have too many boneheaded plays where there's lack of communication, where guys just aren't knowing their assignment, I'm assuming. It's, they're not, they don't seem like a saving coach team this year. And which is why I do believe LSU, if you have a shot, you get the running game going and then you attack downfield. Right. But my question is if Will Anderson is let loose and Jaden Daniels goes back to what he was doing weeks one, two, three, four, I can see Bama blowing the doors off LSU. Yeah. I mean, I can totally see that happening too. I mean, and. I'm pretty sure no matter where where Will uh, Anderson lines up, he's going to be going up against either a true freshman uh, yeah, left tackle right. or a redshirt freshman right tackle. So, yeah, yeah, it, I, I agree. Yeah, that that's that's my concern from LSU is well, they're going to double team him. I, oh, I, yeah. I would assume you have he, to. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, it's one of the things where you know you, you just can't let him beat you. You can lose the game, but you, but you, you're not gonna let him beat you. Well, I will say this: you know, last year in the title game when Bama played Georgia, they didn't double him as yeah. much as they did in the SEC championship. So maybe there's a little something to that because you know he's used to getting those double teams, having that running back staying chip, just from the offensive side. From no line, I think sometimes if you give that confidence to that kid and say, "Hey, look, we gotta win some one on ones against Mister Will Anderson," I think that vote of confidence can be helpful. If he's like, "No, no, no, we're not gonna ruin our blocking scheme for one man. You gotta take care of it." Yeah. Now, with that being said, if it's a true freshman, I'm not. That's a tough one. I don't know if I want to give that. 
That's a whole lot to put into a truth, you know, possibly an 18, 19 year old kid's hands. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a, it, it's, it's a balance in that. But if yeah. it were me, I say, hey, look, we only double team him 40% of the game. I, I would take my chances. If, if he's beating on the kid like a drum, we adjust at halftime. Yeah. But, and- and I think it'll be kind of obvious, in my opinion, what LSU is going to, you know, try to do with Will Anderson. If so, we have we have two tight ends basically, Mason Taylor and Cole Taylor. Um, if Mason Taylor comes in, he he's he's the passing tight end, you know, pass catching tight end. Um, also the son of Jason Taylor, in case y'all didn't know that. Really? Okay. Remember Jason? You know, married uh, Zach Thomas's sister yeah. or whatever. I actually yeah. found that out in their last game. Yeah. So he's their son. Uh, Taylor's other tight end. Uh, he's more of a blocking tight end because he's 6'7", nope. 250. No yeah. relation. Yeah, no, no, they're not related. Yeah, I don't know. It's amazing. But, so, I mean, he can catch passes too, but he, like I said, at 6'7", 250, if he's, he's going to be coming in to block. <laughs> I wonder why they haven't just converted him to a tackle. Yeah, it's a good. That actually is a good question. Yeah, probably. I mean, he got the feet for it. Yeah, he's got the feet. He's, he's got the frame for it. Right. Yeah. But so, like I said, with you know, seeing which one of those uh, guys ends up playing more, I think you know will be very telling of LSU's offense. Yeah, like for me, I think in the past, Bama has whenever uh, Bama has gotten challenged more times than not, it is a mobile quarterback that gives them fits. So that is the key for me, you know, with Jaden Daniels, if he can extend those plays and get those third and eight conversions with his legs. I think that's going to be a big part of the game for LSU. If they can do, you know, things like that to extend drives, then I think they'll be um, in a decent spot. Defensively for LSU, though, they have to slow down their running game. LSU's run defense, quite frankly, has not been that great this year. That's what I was going to say. I don't think they can. And Jameer Gibbs is one of the most exciting running backs in the country. So, uh, yes. I think I saw a stat with LSU's giving up over four yards per carry, which is 72nd in the country for them. And as far as yards per carry, that's not good. So especially against, you know, again, Jameel Gibbs, who at one point was considered a uh, Heisman candidate, um, well, who's averaged about seven yards per carry himself. Right. So, I will. So, yeah. Um, in regards to the one they call Mr. Gibbs, former INTS player of the week. Mm-hmm. Um. I think he's probably like he's the key of the game for Bama. You know, if that kid goes for one twenty plus, I think you could book it. You know, Bama's probably winning going away, and that's not even like a monster game for him. But I think if he's just running and rolling like that, because my thing with Bama, as you said, they have struggled with mobile quarterbacks. But when when Mr. Daniels is taking off on passing plays, not the design quarterback runs, when he's just dropping back and taking off, to me, that's when LSU gets themselves in the most trouble. Because he's not giving his weapons a chance to play football. Right. So And and then they get down, and then all of a sudden, this is, you know, it's a snowball effect. Exactly. So if I'm Bama. I would, you know, take away that number one read because, you know, the way when he gets nervous, he takes off and runs. 
Yeah. Very quickly. He, he he doesn't have a lot of patience in the pocket. That young offensive line, I think Bama offensively, like you said, gives has to be a big time playmaker. But on defense, I think this is a game where somebody besides Will Anderson has to show up in a Somebody else got to make a name for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Because the secondary has tackles. They just can't cover forever. Mm. Which Mr. Daniels won't make him because he's going to run. Yeah. But somebody else has to step up. I agree. I agree. It's going to be an interesting game. I uh, think it will be. Yeah. Night game at Tiger Stadium. And, yeah. I guess my last question before we move on is do you think LSU actually keeps the closest game? I guess we can get to that in picks, but I just, just before we move on. Truthfully, no. I mean, Brian Kelly's not one to get blown out in the road. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, I I, it, it is Death Valley at night, so. Yeah, I, I think, and I, that's, that's what I'm saying, I think they are going to keep it close. And like I said, we can get in more to it. We'll get to, <clears throat> get to the picks. Yeah. But uh, like I said, I just think it's going to be one of those weird games. Yeah, I agree. All right. Before we move on to the RPO, though, that's another game that's somewhat interesting. Uh, Texas against Kansas State. Kansas State just looked um, dominant against Oklahoma State. Was it 48 0? 49 0? Yeah. We all picked that game right, too, huh? No, you no, you picked it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember his quote. I got to make up some ground here. Oklahoma yeah. State. <laughs> Yeah, so not only that, he was excited. Like, oh yeah, because I think he picked Oklahoma State first. Actually, like, yeah. oh yeah, I'm gonna make us some ground. <laughs> Forty-eight nothing later, I think. Uh, <laughs> I think my text to y'all when I saw that score was just damn. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that about sums it up. I mean, so Texas is, is gonna go to Manhattan this week. Uh, number 24, Texas against number 13, Kansas State. Kansas State looking like a very scary team right now at this point in the season. Just real quick, what are you guys looking for this game? I mean, not any particulars, but just as far as, like, what are some things you're just looking for, like, you know, as far as the rest of this game? The biggest thing from this game is, has anybody competed with Kansas State in Manhattan yet? Um, well, the Tulane beat them uh, in Manhattan. Okay, so any everybody, in, you know, in the Big Twelve is out of the place, but for some reason the Green Wave wasn't. Yeah, I just hey, they should have beat Oklahoma last year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Tulane's um, an interesting team, but I would expect this week. I think Kansas State's gonna keep on rolling. I think, I'm starting to believe they got a quarterback controversy brewing because I don't know how you put Martinez back the way this kid's playing. Yeah, that's that's going to be interesting to me because, like I said, Martinez is supposed to come back, and they've been kind of keeping it. They've been playing it close to the you know chess. Who's going to be playing? Because this kid can throw the football. And... Yeah, he 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 can like he he can get it downfield better than Martinez can. Yes, but uh, his completion percentage is a very is a very good. No, it's not. Yeah, I didn't say he was. You know. Hitting the board, I just say he can. <laughs> but yeah, no, Kansas State obviously relies on their running game. Yeah, I mean yeah. they have they have two, they're you know top two rushers. You know, well one of them being Martinez, but yeah. you know their their running back has nine hundred yards already this year. Yeah, yeah, Martinez. I mean, if he's healthy, I, you know, I think that 
I, I think they win the game. I mean, honestly, yeah, I, I, I just yeah. don't. But that's the key. Like last last update that I saw was uh basically there was no update. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, it, they're still trying to figure out. Um, right. That that was that was like the same thing I saw. Like the like Martinez is healthy, but there was no update on who's playing, yeah. who's starting. So, I mean, but I mean, Howard has played. Played pretty well, you know, as mentioned. So, but we'll see. But yeah, if Martinez is healthy, I I think Kansas State rolls. So because that's a question mark, I think that was making it interesting. And then for Texas, yeah. for me, it's just, are you back or are you not back? I mean, it's the weekly question. Oh yeah, <laughs> this week I don't think Texas is back. Yeah, Mm-mm. but can't you know Kansas State? Uh, you know, we talk about their offense or whatever. But the Kansas State gets after the quarterback. Yes, yeah, they, have, they, they do. Twenty three sacks on the year. They do. They, they do got the quarterback, but B. John Robinson's been probably, yeah, either him or Blake Corum has probably been the best running back in the country this year. So I think for yeah. Texas, you know, that's going to be just a big key, just basically just speeding B. John Robinson and letting him. Well, yeah, but that's, that's definitely what Texas has to do to have a chance point, in this game. Two runs point by their quarterback crushes. They do really, you know, like say, a great job of getting to the quarterback. But their interior D line, at least what they did to Oklahoma State, I haven't watched much Kansas State football, but about two quarters, <laughs> they get their D tackles cause mayhem. They're not huge stat guys, but they're causing mayhem in the middle of that defense. I mean, they if they get the push that they got last week, I don't care who you put in that in at running back. Yeah. It could be Bijan, it could be Barry Sanders, it it could be I don't care. Well, well, Barry would just Barry would hit him with the move, but well, he had a terrible offense. Oh yeah, the move, yeah. <laughs> but but no. yeah, I, I it is not going. I I think Texas is losing this game, but you know, Quinn Ewers might have a great game. Who knows? Well, he's gonna he's gonna have to. But like I said, it's like more well, like Train said. You know, B. John Robinson is gonna be the biggest key if. If if Kansas State can slow him down, Texas don't have a chance. Yeah, yeah. He, he's definitely looking like he's gonna make the all INTs first team this year for sure. Yeah, yeah. can't wait to do that show after the season. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm already saying it right now. I'm upsetting Apple Cart. Dalton Dalton Kincaid is my tight end over over Brock Bowers. You know, if he can keep keep it up. I don't know. I I think Brock is gonna have a big game this week. You think so? I think yeah. he will. Yeah. I don't think anybody in Tennessee wants to tackle him. Nah. But one thing Tennessee will, will be doing a lot of is RPOs. Let me move on to our RPOs. Oh, segment. yeah. Great segue. Uh, yeah. Love oh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know if it makes sense or not, but, you know, I had to, you know, throw it out there. Uh, you know, the, drill, <laughs> the RPO? Read a headline. If you want to run with it, we run it. If not, we'll pass it. But we're going to kick it off a little bit different. College basketball is about to, about to start. And Gonzaga meets with Big 12 leaders about joining the conference. Run a pass. I mean, I'll run with it. I I like college basketball. I mean, I think Gonzaga's in for a rude awakening if they join the Big Twelve. Because I mean, you know, in the what's their conference right I think now? It's the West Coast. West Coast Conference. West Coast, yeah, yeah. Pretty I much St. Mary's on team that challenges them every year. Yeah, you have St. Mary's, <laughs> and then you'll have like a random San Francisco team that's good every other you know ten yeah. years. So the Big Twelve ain't like that. You got about oh, oh. twelve teams that are very oh, good no. at basketball. Yeah, yeah. If they were to join basketball the Big Twelve in basketball, it's gonna be. It's already probably the best basketball conference right now. Uh, low key. I mean, ACC's up there, obviously, but low key is probably one of the best right now. 
but you add Gonzaga because you're also adding Cincinnati. You're adding Houston. Houston has been, you know, great. Like, like you know, what 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 is it like a two or three seed the past couple of years? Oh yeah, yeah. So I mean, then you got Baylor who won a national championship. You got Kansas. Oklahoma's always good. Oklahoma State's pretty good. Texas is always kind of you know in there. They Texas compete. Tech has been really good they in basketball. Tech has been very good. The the conference is loaded. Yeah, you know, from one to now fourteen. Yeah, and then like the conference has got a lot of talent. I think Gonzaga, they think they want those problems, but, <laughs> but yeah. I think they'll do well initially. Uh, but we'll see, you know. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm with you though. They're and not going, you know, thirty-five and oh, or thirty, thirty-four and one. You know, exactly. They're, they're gonna come crashing down to earth. Their fans are gonna quickly realize. Wait a minute, people have basketball players in other places because if you're a fan of the Zags, as y'all mentioned, when San Francisco is showing up to the game. <laughs> At, I don't know where Gonzaga the name of their arena is. I got the feeling they're not bringing in that much tax. You know, for San Francisco and even St. Mary's. I just was so, so no. I, I think it's gonna be a good thing. Yeah, yeah. But, I'm excited for it. Like Ron said, you know, it's rude awakening, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so the second topic is going to be Lane Kiffin says Deion Sanders would do great as Auburn coach. Run a pass. Right. They <laughs> were ready to run. As soon as I heard Lane Kiffin and Auburn coach Prime, oh, no. <laughs> I didn't even hear the rest of it. I just heard three keywords and two just had, I was automatically, look, Coach Prime. I know you don't know me, okay? But if you're listening, don't go to Auburn. <laughs> Stay away. <laughs> don't take the cheese. Don't do it. You don't need the money. Don't go to Auburn. Yeah. Because yeah. that – look, as we mentioned on Wednesday, Auburn's going to do Auburn. Go get your – which, wait a minute. I literally just said – we said that. They're going to get a coach – who has zero SEC SEC ties and is probably a group of five program is where he's at now. I know Coach Prime is Coach Prime, but he doesn't have SEC ties like that. Yeah, I think he'll do well there. He would I, do well. Like I hope he doesn't go there for the fact that I don't like Auburn and I don't want Coach Prime in Auburn. <laughs> I mean, I, I I think he would do well there, but I, I honestly I don't. I want to see him go to Florida State. Yeah, that's what I want to see. I want him to go to Florida State and turn Florida State back around. Yeah, that's what that's yeah, exactly I, what I would like that to see. Would, that's the Disney story. But it, he goes to Auburn, that man might quit football. And if I'm Dion, I probably just would hold out until that Florida State job come over just because it's like, you know, you're a king in Jackson State. You don't need the money. You're just you're doing it for the love of you're building it. You, you you know, you're building something you're building something respectable there. So it'll be something that you know it'd be a good story, you know, to, you know, until that job comes open. But for me, though, like one interesting thing I found about this is that you know we all know Lane Kiffin's a troll. Oh so yeah, it'll be hilarious, and I mean hilarious, if he's saying that and he goes to Auburn. I don't think he will, but he is considered you know one of the top yeah. for that as, job. And he said, "We've seen this before. Ole Miss coach leave, 
to go to Auburn. Yep. I just I don't know. I just, I just can't Bye-bye. see it happening this time. Like I know I know he likes that he's one of the supposed top candidates, but why why go to Auburn? When you, you you got the same thing at Ole Miss. I mean, it's a it's a lateral move in my opinion. Yeah. Well, I think when we talked about this on Wednesday, not this segment, but just about Auburn, I, you know, me and Train were in agreement that that title run with Cam Newton probably ruined that school. Oh, yeah. Cam Newton was the worst thing ever happened to Auburn football. Yeah. He gave their fans, like, they're because they're Alabama's little brother. Yes. They're always going to be Alabama's little brother. No matter, even after Saban retires and whoever they bring in, even if Alabama sucks, there's still going to be big brother to Auburn. And like I said, you know, that title run Cam Newton had, you know, was great. It was mad. It just gave, it just gave their fans like this false sense of hope. And like, they just think they're supposed to compete for national championships year after year. And it's, it's it's not going to happen. No. And I just, that's why I would say coach prime, you go there. Yes. You will be able to recruit. I think, Recruiting wise, you're getting this. You can do if he wants Auburn, Auburn level talent in Jackson State. I think he could do that. <laughs> I really could. I really think he could. That's, that's, that's tough, but probably true. I think he could bring in some players, but obviously the depth wouldn't be the same. You know, you say that, but have you seen <laughs> Auburn's depth? Or lack thereof? No, I stand on that. Coach Brad, you can bring an Auburn level talent at Jackson State. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Well, so moving on. Speaking of talent, uh, Miami has a problem at quarterback. Mario Cristobal is preparing three quarterbacks to play against Florida State. Run a pass. This is a big. This is the pass for me. I don't care about Miami football. I mean, I want to oh. say pass, but can they do it? About this, right? I, I, I think they could pass. <laughs> we, we saw that score. We we talked about it in our seriously segment on Wednesday. Uh, Miami's game against Virginia. So, um, I mean, seriously, yeah. that's four, a four four overtime game with no touchdown score. We're exactly. bring, I'm bringing the the Wednesday segment to Friday. Seriously, three court train pull it because we can't pass it. Just, just pull it. Yeah, exactly. Go with it. Yeah, I'm passing it. Run next play. Throw out a bounce. Oh, yeah. you know? New down. All right. Ex, uh, speaking of quarterback, ex Tennessee quarterback Eric Ainge says the atmosphere of Georgia games is overrated. Who? <laughs> <laughs> is that Danny Ainge's little brother? No. That's, that's why I actually thought it. Oh yeah, actually I forgot it is his son, ain't it? Yeah, I was joking. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was terrible at Tennessee. Nobody cares about Eric Gaines. Yeah, he wasn't good. He came in with he came in with another quarterback. I remember it was like him and someone else, and it was like um, it was a black quarterback. I can't think of who it was. Uh, was it oh, Josh Dobbs? Oh, it was Brent Schaefer. It was Schaefer. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He ended up leaving yeah. to go to Ole Miss. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody cares about Eric Gaines. I'm passing that. Yeah. Right, making. Yeah, I know. We're, we're definitely past. Yeah, I mean, he didn't even know who he was. Alright. <laughs> 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 uh, the last topic, I only put this in here because, quite frankly, this is a story that just would not go away. <laughs> Jim Harbaugh <laughs> states an apology would not get the job done. 
Oh my they turn to attack. <laughs> Run a pass. We've been talking about this for the last two or three weeks here. Okay. Every episode, this has been I'm RPO running segment. with it, but this is getting ridiculous now. <laughs> okay. Harbaugh, Franklin, I forgot the coaches they were Michigan State. Michigan alum, I, I always see the banner, Big Blue, support Big Blue. Build another tunnel, and let's just be done with it. I know, right? That's all you got to do. Just, just build the tunnel. Or how about this? This brand new thing. The teams go to the tunnel at separate times. Oh my! Like, what, what, what a radical idea! I, I don't see why this is a big deal. And then for Harbaugh, that says a lot to me. To, look, why do you care so much that you want to? Oh, apology won't work. Bro, it was a fist fight. Who cares? They did beat the brakes out those Michigan players, though. Well, but look, I mean. There's always an old joke. We might not win the game, but we're going to win the fight. Right. <laughs> that's what Michigan State doing there. That's, that's, exactly, that's exactly what they did. They knew they were going to win that game, so they made sure they won the fight. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Look, it's a rivalry. Yeah, talk to, to the locker room after the game, like, I'm proud of you guys, boys. You know, we didn't yeah. win the game, but we won that fight. And you know what, Harbaugh, you are Michigan alum. You played at Michigan. I'm not gonna believe that you never got into a war of words with Michigan State. So let's yeah. stop stop pretending to be holier than thou. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's stop that. And again, like my whole thing was the whole idea of when James Franklin pointed out weeks ago that this was an issue and he and something has to be done, Jim Harbaugh's response was, and I quote, I have bigger fish to fry. Right, and then, <laughs> but, but then he commented on it and said that Jim Harbaugh, I mean James Franklin, was, was, was the ringleader actually. Um, yeah, so it's just one of the things where it's like you know when someone pointed it out, it was like nah, nah, it ain't, it ain't a big deal. And then next thing you know, a week later we get this fight, and now it's like something has to be done. Would it be a bigger? Would it, would it have been a big deal if they would have won the fight? Nope. Nah. And again, I mean, it was a bad situation. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it wasn't a bad situation what happened, but to me, it's just more, it's just, it's just ironic and it's just kind of hypocritical. I guess my thing is, man, yeah. nobody uh-huh. lost an eye. No, you know, like, yeah, it looks bad, but you know, I'll bring it back to the Southern Prayer View fight. You know, it, look, it's terrible, but it's not that big of a deal. Well, in their case, it's a bigger deal because you got grown men getting involved in the fight. Yeah. When you, when you see your trainer squaring up with a, a, an assistant. Oh. Yeah. And you, you had to worry about that. Did y'all see that Michigan State trainer running? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> that man ran like his life was in danger. I saw Harbaugh running. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> see, that's well, he, why. He, he didn't want to get no blood on his khakis. No, yeah, see, that's why Harbaugh's having this problem. His team saw that he's not willing to stand with him. <laughs> and I'm trying to stand with him in the press. Exactly. You're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take off for y'all. No, no, no. I, I, I just think this is ridiculous. And, and and I think it's okay to say this topic has to be right? like we oh, got to oh, put oh. <laughs> next Wednesday. If there's uh another quote, I'm adding it to the RPO again. Something's gonna come up because <laughs> oh, it dies. Oh yeah, it Michigan's tunnel is gonna be like a and M. Yeah, and <laughs> M in Auburn. <laughs> Yeah. Just go ahead and add it in. You can book it. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, 
moving on from that, I mean, you know, it is what it is with that. Uh, we're going to do our pick six here. Last week, we all went four and two. Um, different games, but, you know, different results. The interesting one was uh, Florida-Georgia. The line was 22.5. Georgia won by 22. So, I won that one by 0.5 points. So, you know, good job. <laughs> uh, the results right now, 17-13 for me and King and 14-16 for Ron. Mm. Glad, glad I made up ground last week. Yeah. All right. I'm going to start from the bottom up for this, though. But, uh, so... First game we're going to go over is we talked about it briefly. Oklahoma State at Kansas. Kansas is a minor. No, I'm sorry. Actually, we did not talk about this one. Oklahoma State, number 18, Oklahoma State at Kansas. Kansas is actually a one point favorite at home. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, if you did, I mean, obviously last week I was all Oklahoma State, but Kansas State uh, showed me quick. Uh, I was wrong, but uh, I do think they get the job done against Kansas this week. All right. Yeah, I think Kansas is sliding. I'm going Oklahoma State. Yeah, I'm going Oklahoma State also. I'm interested to see if Jalen Daniels come back. I know that he's he's been practicing again now, so I think if he does come back, I'll go and pick Oklahoma State because I don't know, you know, the quarterback situation there. If Jalen Daniels come out, I actually expect Kansas to win, but because I don't expect him to play, I'm going to go Oklahoma State. And the slide for Kansas continues. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the game that nobody should care about, uh, Florida at Texas A&M. Texas A&M is actually a three-point favorite in this game. Okay. Before you give your pick, run. I'm going to ask for a quick rundown on your thoughts about this game because I do have an opinion to say, but I, I want to get your thoughts real quick. My Take thoughts it. on this game? Uh, I mean, <clears throat> this is my couldn't-care-less game of the week, Whoa. but uh, – I, I don't know. I, <laughs> th- these are two bad football teams. But <laughs> Florida going to pull it out because I have no faith in A&M. The other reason why I that, did y'all know the Aggies have never have not lost five straight games since 1980? Oh, wow. Well, they about to break that record. And – I couldn't find any record of them ever losing six straight. So, I mean, they have to win this week, right? Like, Florida is not very good at football. And A-Shane is pretty good. And Florida is pretty bad at defense. So, I'm going with A-Shane running the football over Florida. Um, I'm, I'm wording it like that for. A I'm reason. just letting you know you just picked A and M to win the game. Just, yeah. just throw that out there. Yeah, yeah. I got a better question uh, before my pick. I'm just asking ask this question here: If A and M does lose this game, they are three and six, and no, my I'm heart like, continues. So, you know what I'm going with this? How long? Before you just terminate Jimbo, because you still got to go to Auburn, which is going to be a great pillow fight Auburn. there. And then you got to beat Auburn. Then you got LSU. Um, oh, yeah. hold on now, hold on, you skipping somebody? I skipped you, man. No, you, man. I'm annoyed right now. Like, <laughs> we got you, man. Think we got a chance to be the SEC team. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this game, I I don't know, man. I I live in Gainesville, man, but 
the folks here are not excited about Florida football right now. A lot of people are jumping off the Napier bandwagon already. I would go with A&M, but they're A&M. But I'm gonna, so I'm just going to go with Florida by default. Yeah. Um, but I'm not happy about it. Right. I'm not happy about it. My, my thing is this. I say I think this team is 5-7 and seven at best. A&M? Yeah. Now, I will say this. I remember early in the year, uh, it was a Wednesday show. Me and Trevor talked about A&M. Because they had just lost their week two game, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, "Hey, how many games did this team win?" You said nine at most. No, 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 no I didn't say that. What did you, Somebody, say? you said, "Uh, do you see them getting to nine games?" And I was like, "Oh, they're not." Yeah, nine. yeah, that's what it was. You said, "Oh no, they're not getting to nine. I said at best maybe eight, but I was thinking like I was thinking seventy-five. Okay, we were all wrong. <laughs> I, I, just, <laughs> I was thinking seventy-five is, is, is what I predicted, but I was like. Best case scenario, 84, but they were not getting nine. We were all wrong. Because I thought, well, maybe this team could win nine games. They have a lot of talent. That was gone. Eight could not happen. I can't wait for the A&M Auburn matchup. That's going to be must-see TV. Yeah, I'm turning it. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, is- like I said, you know, like, do you think that, I mean, I, if I'm to expect, I think that, I'm sorry, I have to pull that trigger. Now, yeah, again, it's, it's, not my, money, it's not my money, but <laughs> but it's like, I mean, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? I want to put it to you in this term. How would you feel just handing over eighty six dollars to somebody? Just if you <laughs> ask them to do a job, just a simple job, <laughs> and then you said, you know what? I'm gonna just give you the money now. Not because I want you to keep working, just so you can just get away from me. Yeah. Like, like, and I'm gonna stick to what I said like, earlier this uh, season on the show. I think is when these those recruits start jumping ship and start hitting the portal. Um, that's that's. I think that's what's gonna end up getting them fired. Yeah. I, I, I still say, but I think 15 of that recruiting class is gone. I do not see how they keep most of those kids. I just don't. I think, especially if they lose this week, and what, they're playing in Gainesville, correct? No, no, no college, college station. station. College station. Okay, their uh, favorite. Let's so. let's move on to the next up. I I want to see some. I got visiting this week. Yeah, but uh, number twenty-one Wake Forest at number twenty-two NC State. Uh, NC State. Sorry, Wake Forest is three and a half point favorite this game. After the loss last week. Yeah, but NC State hasn't been a bit too too great either. Yeah. I, I I don't know about this. This this game is a pick 'em. It's a toss up. I'm gonna go with Wake Forest just because. Yeah, I'm with the run on this one. I think Wake Forest is going to get the win, even if they didn't play great last season. You know, last week. Who'd they lose to last week? I didn't even see. Oh man, was it UNC? Mm, I believe so. Yeah. Mm, no, no, no. no, 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 Louisville, Louisville, mm. Louisville beat up on them. Yeah, they okay. beat up on them. Um, yeah, but their quarterback has been playing good football. Yeah, I mean, both teams have a lot to fight for right now. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Uh, fight for. I have Wake Forest also, honestly, just because I think Sam Hartman is going to be the best player on the field. 
Yeah, I, that's, that's that's really why I said by default, but that's yeah. why I picked him. He's the best quarterback in this game, best player yeah. in this game, probably. Yeah, so that's, so that's that's why I'm going to wait. I mean, outside of that, who knows? I mean, it's an old game. I didn't realize this is a technically a major rivalry. These two teams have been playing each other since 1895. I didn't know that either. I didn't realize football was technically even that old. <laughs> I ain't watched the NC State game since Russell Wilson was there. Wow. Wow. Okay. I watched them play against, against Mississippi State, so that's about it. I watched them play uh, Clemson this past year. Yeah. Passed on that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, number 24, Texas, at number 13, Kansas State. Texas comes in to, Man- to Manhattan as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. <laughs> that's crazy. Vegas is on, so I'm on this one, but uh, I think this is just the weekly uh, – the weekly uh, denial of Texas application to be back. I'm going with Kansas State. I am like I am a hundred percent positive. There are two people that must work for these Vegas lines. One is a guy who played for Mississippi State back in the city, <laughs> <laughs> and some guy who Hugh Green. It, it might be, <laughs> and it's got to be an old Longhorn from like a '72 roster or something. Who's like, no, nah, we. We we turn the corner. Don't see it. It's Kansas State all the way. Yeah, seems to be particularly close. Honestly. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I like Kansas State big. Yeah, I I think they're gonna run over this team. Yeah, I, I just I don't know. I, I I agree. I think it's gonna just run over them all night long or all day long wherever this game takes place. No, it's probably during the day because who would want this game at night? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, we we are giving them a kiss of death. So sorry, Kansas State <laughs> in advance. This is true. This is true. Yeah, I don't think it's going to matter. Also, sorry to Wake Forest and Oklahoma State, too. Yeah. All right. Number six, Alabama at number 10, LSU. Bama's a 13-and-a-half-point favorite going into Tiger Stadium at night. I'm going to let you fellas go first on this one. Oh, I'm going to tell you who I'm taking. I believe LSU is going to go out there, play a great game, they're going to give the freshman the vote of confidence. You got Will Anderson 101, 60% of the snaps. I also believe Jay Dan's going to go back to week four form. He's going to be throwing passes for five yards and taking off and running as soon as he sees a hint of trouble. So I actually expect Bama to beat him. I'm going to give you a score. I think it's going to be 40 to 14. Hey. Yeah, I, I, I think Bama's going to show up. Play disciplined football. I think Saban's gonna light a fire on them, and they're gonna come punch LSU in the mouth. I I, I expect a whole lot of pissed off people in Death Valley. Yeah, I got Bama as well. Uh, I don't think it's gonna be that big of a blowout. I think Bama wins by around ten to fourteen ish. You know, in that range. Um, I think Jameer Gibbs is gonna be a, a big factor in this game. I think he's gonna be you know really big. Um, Running the football, I think Bryce Young is going to, you know, do typical Bryce Young things. Uh, Will Anderson, I think, is going to have about two sacks. But I think LSU is going to manage to keep it close. I think uh, Jaden Daniels is going to do a good job of, of extending drives. Um, but ultimately, I think Alabama is too much. Alabama by about 10 points. Roll, tie, roll. Roll, tie, roll. <laughs> As I said earlier, like I said, I think this is going to be one of those those weird games and, you know, night games in Tiger Stadium. Where dreams come to die, going with LSU, go Tigers! All right, 
I know y'all are shocked by the pick. It look, it could happen. Hey, hey, it could happen. But I also think my my prediction is a lot more likely to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I might agree with that, but I'm going going with my Tigers. I understand. I understand. All right. Uh, LSU versus the Eagles. Who you got? I'm just <laughs> <laughs> You're not one of those fans. Uh, all right. Number one, Tennessee at number three, Georgia. Georgia, we mentioned this earlier. Um, depending on the line you look at, but what I have, Georgia was a seven and a half point favorite. Who wants to start this one off? I'll, I'll, I'll start it off. Georgia, very, very good football team. However, as the saying goes, big time players make big time plays, the big time moments of big time games. I'm going with Heisman Hooker. I think this is this is a game he had. He's gonna have his Heisman moment. One shining moment. Oh yeah, cue up, Luther. We going. <laughs> what about you, Ron? Um, uh, I think this is gonna be a very interesting game to watch. I'm picking Georgia. Um, like I said, I think the defense is just too sound. But uh, if Tennessee is able to come out, you know, and get an early lead, um, I don't know if Georgia has the offense to be able to come back. But I think I think Georgia is going to find a way to slow down this Tennessee offense. Yeah, I do think it's going to be a close game. I do believe. Yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be a doozy. Can't can't wait for. I would be at work watching this game on my phone, very intently, not paying attention to what I'm doing at work. Um, Love yeah, I feel bad for those patients. No. Uh, so, so, but I, man, I've gone back and forth on this one, but I think I'm going to go Georgia also. I think ultimately that defense is going to, you know, do enough. As King, I mean, as Ron said, as, the defense should do enough to slow down Georgia. I mean, to slow down Tennessee. Uh, apologies. Um, I think that um, Stetson Bennett, you know, who's also about 38 years old, I think he's going to, and I'm and I'm not a Stetson Bennett believer, by the I'm way. He, not, but... he might be the worst uh, national championship winning quarterback ever. Yeah, I mean, Did that Mark win one. Who? Matt Mark. Yeah, I, I would still take him over Stetson Bennett. Oh wow, I would. Okay. <laughs> LSU. I mean, I gotta take him. I would, but I mean, yeah, I, I think yeah, it's, I think it's gonna be a good game. I think Bennett's gonna do. Go, do a good job of just not turning the ball over. And that's really what you know what I think about him. Um just turn not turning the ball over, getting the ball to your playmates, which happens to be your tight ends. Um and I don't I don't have a score. It could be high scoring, low scoring. It wouldn't surprise me either way. Uh but I got Georgia winning this game very close. I, I, I do I was is I think when I say I just believe if Heisman Hooker is gonna live up to that name, you gotta come up big in this game. This this came from one of those games where you know, oh, we threw for 240, 270 yards, two touchdowns. That's not gonna get it done. I think he's gotta play big this week. Oh yeah. He has to duplicate that better performance. Right. And that's what I said. No, I, I'm I'm going with Heisman Hooker. Cause we gave you the name. Yeah. And we should really get a patent on that. Yeah, we really should. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put it on the t shirt. Yeah, should be a great game. Should be a, a great week of games. So looking forward to to this week. 
um, two big SEC matchups and some other, you know, interesting games around the country. Uh, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Yeah, just one. What are your thoughts on – because, you know, we have some other matchups in the top ten. Any thoughts on, you know, Sarah Sarac- – not Syracuse, Notre Dame, Clemson? Oh, yeah. I, I-, I should meant to bring that up, actually. I, I was going to put them in the pickles, but I figured we always go with Clemson, so it was a little bit too easy. Yeah. Um, hey, I picked Notre Dame last week. That's true. It worked out for you. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Notre Dame, Clemson – not gonna watch it. <laughs> Clemson's gonna win the game. I mean, it is an interesting game though because you know, if I'm not mistaken, it's at Notre Dame. It's in South Bend. Yeah, and you know, we've mentioned how you know, like I, I think Clemson might run a table, but they haven't been that impressive. They've had quarterback issues throughout the season, mm-hmm. and yeah. so Notre Dame gonna play physical. Yeah, so that is an interesting game football, but they're gonna play physical. Yeah, yeah, it's a very, very interesting game. Another game, you know, I, we mentioned earlier in RPO, but uh, Florida State Miami, you know, that's such a historic rivalry is just, just sad what it's come to. Uh, Wide right. I'm gonna say there's gonna be a missed field goal. Terms the outcome of that game, undoubtedly. I don't. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, definitely from the uh, Florida State side, but, but yeah. Miami kickers. I mean, they they put on some, uh, some great tape last week. <laughs> Pickles in the punters, you know. So. Oh, is it? It's gonna be a wide right by Florida State. I'm going uh, wide right this time. <laughs> but you know, TC got Texas Tech. Um, I expect them to win. I, I was gonna say, you know, we, we got a few games, but the reason you know, I'm this is the season is winding down. You know, you only have so much time left to impress the college playoff committee, which, before we wrap up, does anybody know who's even still on the committee now? Mm, only ones I knew ever, actually, was Condoleezza Rice and Archie Manning. I don't know if either one of them are still on it. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, I would guess Archie's definitely not since his grandson's going to be playing college football next year. So, yeah, that'd be a conflict of interest. All right. It's not like they would be in the conversation anyway. So, all right. We're going to uh, throw some games out here real quick. O- Ohio State at Northwestern. Texas Tech at TCU. Um, we got Oregon at Colorado. And we got. What's the other one? Hey, we, might, we might need to turn. Uh, uh, at Notre Dame. Cal- we might need to coin the term Heisman Ricks. Um, Georgia, I think, killed his Heisman hopes. <laughs> yeah. But of those games that I mentioned, though, do you see any side of the upset? Ohio State, Northwest. I'm going Notre Dame over them. I, I, if I had to pick an upset of a playoff team, I think Notre Dame can do it. It's yeah. set up for Notre Dame to do it. I agree. Yeah, I don't. I, out of all the rest of them, I don't really see any other upsets. But Colorado not going to do it. Sorry. Yeah, I agree. Although I do have a game that is kind of interesting to me, but I don't think—I mean, I, it would surprise me if it's closer than the experts think. Michigan at Rutgers, just throw it out there. Okay, y'all. Well, that about wraps. <laughs> you know, Rutgers is four four. They haven't beaten anybody of relevance. You can know, can, can they stop the run? There. 
They got blew out by Minnesota. But I can see Michigan just coming in flat. That's that's really what it's coming down to. It's not about Rutgers. It's just more about – Can Rutgers stop the run? That's all That's all that matter. What's that? Can Rutgers stop the run? Uh, Probably not. Yeah, because if they can't, that's, that's all that's going to matter. One catch for Rutgers, just threaten them in the tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> they can't fight. Well, no, is that Rutgers, though? Is that Rutgers? So, you know. Okay. Well, you know. Just when you get up to the, you know the coin toss, as soon as the ref you know, not pay attention, tell them you know, I'll square up after the game if they try to run the score up. Because <laughs> you know, nobody in that Michigan team has any hands. So. <laughs> <laughs> Just let their boy got jumped like that. Yeah. I, I mean, I expect Michigan to win. Oh, yeah, I do. I just was saying, you know, since that, you know, I don't think this, Ohio State's gonna 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 lose to Northwest. I don't think it's gonna be close at all. I think they're gonna you know, go to Northwest. Do they play Purdue? I don't know why. I just got the feeling. Oh no, Ohio State's gonna go on the road to. They do not play Purdue. No. Oh man, see that but, was the game I was expecting to lose a night. Now, but we did circle. Uh, you know, this Wednesday, though, like, you know, at Maryland, though, that is a game that we kind of circle, you know, when they play is at Maryland the week before Michigan. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's when Ohio State drops a the game. Then they go beat up on Little Brother. <laughs> Last week of the season. I'm curious now on some of these games because, you know, uh, that's going to be a, you know, big week there. It's going to be huge. Yeah. Um, but I might be at an Earth with a Fire concert. So... Yeah. They still perform. <laughs> you break, make, make sure you bring some oil for their wheelchairs. Oh yeah, I mean you know, but that's a big Earth Wind and Fire fan. You know, they can be in Pensacola, Florida, and he was like, "Man, I, I gotta go." Remember? Oh, oh yeah, man. I'm bringing all the old folks. You know what I'm saying? Good old time. Gonna be yeah. smelling like high karate in there. For real. I yeah. mean, there really? is Mr. Miyagi. That's an old man's cologne. Yeah, I mean, really, that week is not as exciting as, you know, in, in past. I mean, you got Michigan Ohio State, but that's really it. Oh, no, 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 no. Auburn's going to come play their hearts out. Again. Yeah. All right. Now we're really done. I ain't sure. Okay. <laughs> Prep the show before I say anything else. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got Tennessee, Vanderbilt. Georgia Tech is also a terrible five day coach. Georgia, South Carolina, Clips. I guess that could be interesting. South Carolina Clemson. But yeah, we'll get to that eventually. But I, yeah. just, I was just curious about you know those late game, late season yeah. matchups. Beamer ball. Yeah. All right. But some shades. But any thoughts, you know, before we head out, run King? I'm good. I'm good. I think we I'm, hit we hit them all. I'm good. I can't believe I just said Auburn is gonna play their hard side against Alabama. So maybe I'm not. I don't know. Hey. Interim coach, you know, we said it before. They've always kind of. Oh, I mean, yeah. Cat, Cadillac Williams, by the way. I forgot. Uh, so it well, was, I wanted to mention that. What I surprised me, they beat State this week just because, you know, interim coach and all that stuff. And If it's at home, I expect State to win. Well, it's at home, but. They'll win. Get the cowbells cow rocking. I've seen this story all, all my life. But, <laughs> yeah, anyway. All right. But, but that, about, that about wraps it up for this edition of IAT the podcast. Uh, for my co-hosts here, King and Run, I'm A-Train. We out of here. Have a good one. Have a good one.